Oh, what's up, man? I, ex I exited out the wrong window. You're like, ah, I don't want to talk to this asshole anymore. <laughs> Why did I call that guy? Yeah. Jeez, normally you don't talk to someone first. You just hang up when they go, hello? <laughs> <laughs> I call, I call, and it's like, hello, and I'm like, oh, why'd I call this guy? Forget it. Yeah, well, I've done that accent, and, like, I, like, call the wrong Dan or something, so like, two <laughs> in my phone. I'm like, hey, man, how's it going? And it's like, I think he's got to know that I didn't call him on purpose, but he still, like, kind of talks to me. I'm like, is this, you know, can I just hang up now? It's like, so what do you want to talk about? Yeah. I, I didn't mean to call you. It's like, yeah, what's up, man? I'm like, not too much. How's, um, I haven't talked to you in, like, six years. I can't believe you have the same cell phone number that I called accidentally. <laughs> and then it's like, well, what do you mean you don't want to talk to me? Is something wrong with me? Oh, God. It's like, eh, it's not you, bro. It's me. Uh, I gotta go. My mom's calling. The house is on fire. The cat's on fire. <laughs> Everything's on fire. Everything is horrible. Listen, bad things are happening. I need to not be on the phone anymore. <laughs> it's not me, it's you. Because yeah, yeah. you're not the right person I called. Trust me, it's not me, it's you. Here we are, born to be kings. We're the princes of the universe. Here we belong. You know, like, when you go back and like, man, I remember my video, you know, my video games back in the day. I love that shit. When you play Nintendo, you play Sega, you play some Super Nintendo. But it's like, I don't want to play in 64 again. What's wrong, with, what's wrong with N64? What the hell's good about N64? It's like, people are like, oh, I could play Mario Kart, or I could play Smash Brothers. And I'm like, uh, and? Is that it? Yes. <laughs> what about Mario Party? I knew you were going to bring up Mario Party. What about Goldeneye? Oh, God, have you played GoldenEye in the past ten years? Okay, okay, I uh, I will admit that I tried to play it, because it, it was one of those things where me and a bunch of friends are sitting around, and we're like, hey, remember GoldenEye? It's like, yeah, that game was awesome, we played it all the time. Hey, let's hook it up. So, you know, we get the old N64 out of the dust, and we find GoldenEye out of the pile of cartridges, and we pop it in, and we're just like, oh, my God, our eyes... Did you try playing single-player mode at all? No, just multiplayer, and I forgot how much... Like, back in the day, when that's all we had, it was fine. It was, you know, four... It was great! Yeah! It was, <laughs> it was four... It was, a, it was, you know, the screen was split into four, and TVs were smaller back then. It was... You're on, like, a 20-inch TV. Okay, it's odd numbers only for whatever reason. So you're on a 21-inch TV if you're lucky. Probably 19 inches. So by that four ways, you don't even have, you know, like, 10 inches of your own screen. Yeah, but, like, get, get so used over the past few years, all these fancy graphics, and then you go back to these blocky graphics, and you're just like, ow, my eyes. Okay, do you remember how the first, like, the dam, how that, the first level starts? Yes. Like, yeah. So, like, you start out, you know, like, you got your silenced, you know, PP7 or whatever, you got the dude right in front of you, you got the dude across the way. Yeah. Now, like, back in the day, you're just like, tap, tap, two dead dudes, two bullets, headshots. Yeah. Nowadays, if I'm lucky enough to see the guy right in front of me, I'm looking across the map, because I know there's a guy over there, but it's just pixels, and there's, like, one blue pixel, or it's, like, not even, it's, like, just a different blue, and I'm supposed to remember that's the guy's head. Yeah. Like, back then, I was like, clearly this is a guy's face. Like, there is his orbital bone that I'm shooting at. 
I mean, I know, I know you got to start somewhere. I mean, it was one of the very first, like, console first-person shooters, but it was just, like, looking back now with the controls, it was, like, working a tank where it's just, like, you can't even, like, look up and down without holding what was, like, the left bumper thing that the N64 had, and you would, like, have the crosshairs, and you'd have to move... You, you would stand still, but you'd move the crosshairs around. You know, you're trying to shoot one guy, and you're getting shot by another doing this. And that's why, like, well, Perfect Dark, I'm like, oh, thank Christ. They're like, we'll have some of the Golden Eye levels, but you can actually jump down the holes, and the graphics are kind of better. But then the N64 can't handle the processing power, so we had to release this whole other thing that you bought pretty much just for this one game, or maybe, like, Diddy Kong. Oh, yeah, the expansion pack. Yeah, but what else was that even used for? Like, some of the old, later Donkey Kong games, like Diddy Kong Racing. Like, Diddy Kong Racing, ah! <laughs> but, you didn't, but you didn't just drive cars, you drove aeroplanes and, um... Boats, man. Boats. Fucking, I was on a fucking hoverboat. <laughs> I was like... I was some character I'd never heard of. Probably not even a real character. I, I never played any Donkey Kongs after the first uh, Donkey Kong Country. But I, I wasn't a surfing gorilla or a cra cranky old gorilla. I was like a rooster. Or a panda bear or some bullshit. Yeah, they just threw like all sorts of crazy animals in Diddy Kong Race and expected you to know who the hell they were. Hey, this is Lizzie the Lizard. I'm like, weren't the lizards the bad guys? Wasn't that who I was fighting, K. Rule and all that? Like, nope, doesn't matter. Yeah, I love it how in, like, Mario Party and Mario Kart and such, it's like, you know, the, the Koopas and Bowser, they're enemies and such, but for today, we're just gonna have fun race around. You know, it's like, oh, I'm forgetting the Cloud Guys, you know, like, yeah, normally I drop spikes on you, now I just have a camera. I'm like, no, asshole, you're a spike-dropping guy. I'm not gonna, like, let that go. <laughs> you know, like... Well he, also, well, he saves your ass, too. When you fall off the track, he picks you up and puts okay, you back. Okay, I guess. But it's like, bro, like, yesterday and tomorrow, you're, I'm going to be trying to just, like, walk around, and you're going to be dropping spiked, like, turtles on my head. I don't need that. I don't need, I don't have an umbrella that supports that. You know what I also don't need? What? <laughs> now, um, a lot of the reason why this podcast hasn't happened so far is either because of, like, scheduling conflicts, or being too lazy, or... It seems like me and you got sick back and forth and such. Oh, that sucked. I'm still getting over it. Yeah, I still cough up some nice phlegm every, every now and then. Exactly, yeah. I'm like, rawr, rawr, rawr. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think I just threw up the biggest booger I've ever seen. <laughs> Let me tell you, there's nothing worse than being in this sort of condition and you're talking to someone and you're just, and all of a sudden you just, you know, do it like, an, you think <laughs> You think you're do you think you're doing a normal cough like during a conversation, and then next next thing you know, like this this thing flies out of your mouth and hits like the wall next to you. It's like yeah, oh. eh, eh, don't mind that. Oh, dude, I'm a, I like feel it starting to come. I'll be like, oh, that's not a gross. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what she, that's what she said. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, jeez, goodness gracious. Ah, uh, so anyways, where was I? <laughs> and that's what happens, you know, it's just like... I'm sorry that I projectile phlegmed all over you. Yeah, you know, like some, you know, some nice lady, you know, like lady type. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy seems pretty nice. Or I guess she's more like, oh, this guy seems pretty nice. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'm not that bad. <laughs> Ew, I don't think he's that nice anymore. And suddenly, yeah, not so nice. No, but one thing I wanted to talk about was that, um, uh, like, what's the worst symptom 
for you personally when you get sick? Um, phlegm usually. Like, I get, I don't know if I'm just, like, a phlegmy person normally, because I always feel like I'm just, like, spitting. Right. And, uh, but, man, I'll get congested. My sinuses are all like, <sighs> it's gross. For me, uh, for me, it would have to be, like, a sore throat. Like, as, yeah. as, as soon as I get a sore throat, I know something's up. Like, that's, and that's the very first thing I get. And, of course, as soon as I get that, the very first thing I think about is I got to go get myself some halls or, you know, some sort of throat drop lozenges, they call it. I am a fan of lozenges. No, uh, that's funny you say sore throat because I've actually had a really bad sore throat recently. And I'm like, oh, man, I need to, like, stretch or drink hot things or cold things? I don't know. But it doesn't seem to get better if I keep talking. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, well, the thing, that, the thing that really bothered me was that, I mean, granted, this might just be my store, because I work at a grocery store, for those who don't know, and uh, I went over to the section that has the throat drops, and I'm looking at the halls, and this really bothered me so much that I wrote it down specifically <laughs> specifically to rant on this podcast. And, okay. and since we've been planning to do this podcast for like two months now, I've been waiting two months <laughs> to rant about this, okay? Okay. Now, this might... I don't know if this is like just the price that my store puts on this or if this is the actual... You know, they say like suggested retail price, like what the retail is supposed to price it at, but I guess it's sort of like at the... You know, company's leisure of what they actually price it at. Well, prices and participation may vary, motherfucker. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, so get this. All right, you get two packages of thirty drops for three dollars, and that's that's the normal drops. Okay. All right. So that's a dollar fifty per every thirty of their normal drops. Mm. Now, it's two for four dollars for 25 drops of their sugar-free variety so you're paying 50 cents more per package for five less drops and they're sugar-free now is sugar a bad thing is like sugar what the hell's in them in place of sugar i i don't know my cough drop well well neither do i but like i, I kind of thought to myself that you know maybe buying the normal drops cough drops you know with all that sugar if i'm popping like one after another yeah. uh during the course of the day might not be that great so i figured i'd go with the eating yeah 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 <laughs> so i so i decided to go with the sugar-free variety but i'm thinking to myself i'm paying 50 <laughs> i'm paying 50 cents more per package for five less drops man you should like write a letter to your boss and put it in the complaints box although i bet you don't have those at grocery stores <laughs> If we do, I don't know where it is, and therefore, I can't complain about there not being a complaint box yeah. if we don't have one. You know, could you just, like, leave a piece of paper somewhere really obvious and be like, there's no complaint box. <laughs> <I'm>, <laughs> I, I guess I could leave it on his desk. Or a comments box. Oh, you know, there's probably a camera there. He'd know it was you. Yeah. Or I don't know. I don't know what your grocery stores are like. But cameras everywhere. Oh, yeah, those, uh, those... The bubble thing. Yeah, the black orbs yeah i'm like it's probably not looking at me but i bet it's totally looking at me well we do have a security guy that like walks around every okay. so often but he's one of those guys who's like contracted from like uh you know a yeah some private security force or mm -hmm. whatever that's pretty funny 
Yeah, but he's like a total douchebag. Of course he is. <laughs> because he would rather, like, not focus on the customers. He focuses more on the employees. Right. He's, what are you doing over there? Yeah. Like, I'm putting these turkeys on the shelf. Like, I know it's not Thanksgiving anymore, but I had to come up with something quick. Well, we uh, well we do we do sell still sell turkeys year round, just not in great supply. Right, but like he's watching you try to stuff one up your shirt or something. It's like, bro, why don't you go watch that lady by that sausage rack? She's got big tits. She's probably shoving sausages between. Her. <laughs> I... Well, well, there was one time that like. <laughs> no, actually, no, I'm getting away from that topic as soon as I can. <laughs> no, there was this one time where like. I've hit, like, because we've had this one security guy for a few years now, and, like, I totally just think he's the biggest douchebag in the world, because, like, I don't know, for a period of time, there was, like, this rule where we couldn't have, like, our, um, like, anything we bought, we couldn't keep in the back room, so, like, sometimes, like, every shift that I start out, I buy a bottle of water, and, and, like, maybe a box of granola bars to sort of just get me through my shift, so I had them, like, out back, and uh, next thing I know, like, I, I, I went to, like, go th- throw cardboard out or trash or something. And the next thing I know, I come back, and there, there's my bottle of water and my granola bars in the trash. Yeah. And I'm like, who the fuck did this? And so, next thing I find out, it's my old buddy, the douchebag security guard. And of course, he's like the stereotypical, like, fat guy who just, like, who just walks around and thinks he owns the place. Yeah. Does he, like, does he have a taser or anything? Or, like, a baton? No, he, he sort of just dresses, like, normally. Like, like he, he pretends to be a shopper and just sort of walks around. Yeah, like when I've worked, I've worked in department stores and things, and they'll have like loss prevention teams. They'll have you know just kind of people walking around, but usually they have a walkie-talkie or something. You know, so you're at least like, all right, I probably shouldn't do something too dumb. There's a lady there with a walkie-talkie. You know, like she doesn't look that intimidating, but I guarantee you that goes to someone who's a lot bigger than her. Like, <laughs> yeah, but he's just one guy who walks around while nobody's watching the cameras. Yeah, no, that, well, there's there's no what. Now, when I worked in movie rental chain store, the, no one watched the cameras, but also the store was the size of, like, my bedroom, you know? It's not a very, like, it's like a studio It's a studio apartment that four of us work in, so it's like, hey, what's that guy in the trench coat doing behind that, you know, movie rack over there? Oh, he's just sneaking into the port section. Yeah, no. <laughs> we, did not, we did not, we had a drama section that included the few soft, well, actually... I think some of them were in the sci-fi section, too. But the few softcore porns we had were just dispersed among the regular movies. All right, real, real, real quick, i got to tell a hilarious story about po- porn in a uh, movie rental place. Okay. <laughs> okay, one time when I was, like, 10 years old, because uh, <laughs> um, my, my mom would always take me to the movie rental place, like, every weekend, and I, I would rent a movie and a video game. Damn straight. And, uh... As we were in line, this old guy, like, saunters up to the counter. Like, he had to have been, like, 70, 80 years old, cane and everything. Oh, God. And he's, and he's like, excuse me, where do you keep your pornography? 
And the guy across the counter just has like this wild-eyed look in his face, like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> and he, and he, he's just like, "Um, out, out back." And 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 the old man just doesn't skip a beat. He's like, "Oh, thank you," and walks away. <laughs> Slowly canes away. <laughs> I mean, I, I I don't want to think about old men and their porn watching habits, but. Uh... I can't even imagine. Honestly, like, I can't get past the him being in the back. Well, actually, I could see him getting home, but at that point, I don't know what old people look like naked. I don't want to know. I don't plan on knowing until I'm an old person who's naked. Yeah. <laughs> even then, I might not even look at myself. Well, I, I imagine I'm going to be like Jack Lane, or I'm just going to be Jack Money until I'm, like, 95 and just keel over. Are you going to do one-handed push-ups? Oh, I'm going to be doing one-handed, like, selling people my juice machine at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Old people should not be up that late. Well, it's, I think they're, it's not that they're up late, it's just they've already woken up because they went to bed at 7 o'clock. True. They only sleep, you know, so many hours a night. Yeah. Like, all right, I've been asleep for long enough. What time is it? 2 a.m. Yeah, it's time to start watching infomercials. <laughs> it's like, I love this bullet, magic bullet. I don't, is that the one that makes the great guacamole? Uh, it makes great guacamole. <laughs> guacamole? Yeah. Kiff, this would go great with some guacamole. But, uh, yeah, like, they make they make everything with it. Um, my friend actually has one. It seems okay, except it's really freaking loud! So What? Yeah, you're just like, you know, they're like, you just press the bu- the, the Australian guy's like, you press it once, twice, three seconds, and it's done. But he never talks while he's pressing on the thing. Because if he had pressed on the thing and talked, you go... And he just press it for three seconds, and it's done. <laughs> like, oh God! Have you ever seen Hulk Hogan's uh, Thunder Mixer? No. <laughs> <laughs> is he on the fucking boat from Thunder in Paradise? Like, what? Is... It might as well have been. Is it made from the boat from Thunder in Paradise? <laughs> okay. Do you know the whole story about how uh, the George... Oh, he squeezed the melons to find out if they were ripe. I remember. <laughs> no. How the, George, how the George Foreman grill was originally supposed to be uh, a Hulk Hogan-backed product. But, it was? Yes, but he wasn't home when he got the call uh, oh. for... like They were calling him to see if he would sponsor it because they, they, they figured, oh, we need a big name to sponsor this. But he wasn't home at the time to get the call, so he. No way. So they gave it to George Foreman instead. Oh my god, is that true? That is true. Wow, that fucking sucks for Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so, so he came. Could have gotten like divorced from him like five, ten years sooner. I know. His son, like, would have gotten fat off of burgers and never would have crashed into anyone. Oh. <laughs> nah, it probably would have still happened. That's. But it's a it, terrible thing. But but, but yeah. he but he came up with this thing called Hulk Hogan's Thunder Mixer, which was which is basically like this like, you know, mixer, and like on the commercial and such, you know, it showed him mixing things and whatnot. And then I swear to God, on the actual box for the product, it says warning: Do not put whole ice cubes in the mixer. <laughs> Oh god. Well, you know, like most of the a lot of these like juicers and mixers things people are like, "Oh, it's a blender." <laughs> uh no, that's not and that smoke is not good. No, but the worst no, but the part is is that the commercial actually had him using ice cubes. Oh what? <laughs> so what did he do? Did he like hand crush them first? 
I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if something happened like halfway from the commercial to the product or what. Wow. Um. I'm sorry. I'm just looking quickly for a Hulk Hogan Thunder Mixer, and it's you can buy one on eBay for like ten bucks. Yeah, actually, uh, just a few like a year or two ago, he actually came out with his own knockoff, uh, George Foreman grill. He fi- yeah, yeah. he finally got around to it. Well, that took long enough. Yeah. Dude, I'm looking at this picture of this Thunder Mixer. This does not seem like a very impressive thing. Also, that's Hulk Hogan from, like, 1983. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, where did he... Did he have to, like, dig through his old photos? He's like, oh, here's some photos from the time I had spaghetti and vitamins. Like, you want did he have spaghetti? Didn't he have, like, a restaurant? Am I yes, Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania. I knew it. <laughs> it was... It was... Oh, I only had one location in the Mall of America. Oh, of course. And all he sold was pasta. And I think, like, the kids' meal was, like, pasta roonies or something. Oh, great, yeah. Nice and healthy for the kids with a nice big profit margin for the Hulkster. (laughs) Yes, because it went out of business soon afterwards. Oh, I'm sure after the grand opening, the crowd tapered off in, like, three days. Like, oh, Hulk's not here? No, I'm not going. Yeah, if I'm going to a place called Hulk Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania, I expect him to be behind the counter at all times going, Listen, brother, you want some uh, rigatoni and meatballs? Yeah, I need him listing the daily specials for me, you know? Like, I want to see him in one of those fluffy chef's hats. The sloppy ones. Not the tall, cool ones that they wear nowadays. It's all classy. Like, big, floppy chef's hat. Have you seen the picture of him promoting Pasta Mania? Please tell me he's wearing a big, floppy chef's hat. <laughs> he is! <laughs> <laughs> and he's, he's, he's holding a big bowl of pasta, and he's like has, like, a huge fork lifting it up, and he's got this goofy oh grin. He's got this goofy grin on his face going, like, Oh, he's my pasta! Oh, my God, I'm sorry. I just found it on the Internet. <laughs> oh... And who, you know, I, I, this is, here's a question I've had for a long time in regards to professional wrestling. So all these outfits these guys have, like Hulk in this, his sleeves have been cut off, his collar's been cut off, and they're all just these little fringe pieces. So some jerk had to just sit there and make all these little cuts. And he probably didn't do that on a thousand shirts, because Hulk would tear at least one a night. So that begs my, like, ugh. That leaves me with the question, what, like, random asshole who's getting paid probably not very much money has to do this job? Who has to sit there and, like, make all the fringe on, like, Hulk stuff or Macho Man Randy Savage or, God forbid, the Ultimate Warrior? Like, Here's what I, I, I want to know. I mean, I, I understand if, like, his sleeves are sort of, like, cut because his muscles are so big or what, but, like, what? how the hell did, like... If you ever see, like, when he's wearing his shirt and his back, like, there's, like, you know, like, ripped lines going down his spine, like, where his spine is in his back. You know, (laughs) this reminds me of a funny story. Um, So one time I was, I had to wear a shirt for something, and it was really, like, the shirt, like, I don't know, it was like a dress shirt, and I needed it for some, I don't know, some dumb thing in high school. And I got a little fat because I had uh, torn up my Achilles tendon, and I... (laughs) I mean, I got him pretty fat. And, uh, and I was like, oh, man, i got to wear this shirt for, like, this presentation or whatever. How am I going to get this to, you know, button? You know, so I cut up the back, thinking back to things like that. Like, well, I've seen wrestlers cut holes <laughs> in the backs of their shirts, and apparently they can stretch further because their shoulders are big. Yeah, it didn't do anything. 
Yes, because if you want to take fashion advice from anybody, you certainly want to take it from a professional wrestler. Well, I mean, I wore a jacket over, you know, over the over the shirt, but I just I'm like, how do I make this shirt fit me? I, I need it to button in front and not look like my man tits are like busting out of it. <laughs> you know, like this wasn't the days of you know pecs. This was like the days of man. I really need to start exercising again. I'm 17. <laughs> like, what is wrong with me? I keep. I, I keep I but 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 no nope. you go okay I keep thinking about doing some exercising but uh, I'm not one for lifting weights and such I think I think I'm more like the kind who just wants to randomly walk around town but then I think that might be weird uh you know I um there's nothing wrong with getting some aerobic exercise uh, either way but uh, I mean I I bike I try to bike a little every day I try to hop on the treadmill a little. But uh, I had knee surgery, you know, like a year and a half ago, and uh, I have a new ACL now. And once I've loosened it up like that, if I sit down, like if I have to sit at a table or sit at a car or like sit at a computer desk or something, my knee will go from being super loose to super tight. And so I'll go to stand up and my leg won't bend. So I believe constant exercise is a good thing. I'm figuring out a way to rig this computer up to the uh, treadmill so that I can podcast and walk at the same time that would be awesome i'm afraid it's kind of really loud because when you're on the thing it's like it's like the thunder it's like the magic bullet all over again yeah like and now this week i'm like what (laughs) what are you like they'll hear me start to like it's like rich rich slow down man hold on just gotta get through this next quarter mile (laughs) <laughs> One of these days we should just do the podcast with me and you, like on our cell phones, just walking around our respective towns and saying whatever we're, whatever's going on around us. I'll be like, oh, here are more high school kids doing dumb shit here. Let's go a little further down the street. Uh, no, just is Danvers really walkable? I mean, most of the time, most like the parts of it I've been in are just like it's the highway, you know, and or not like the highway, but like Route One or whatever that is. Yeah, is there, it, there's there's plenty of places to walk, but maybe not at the moment because like, you know, <laughs> no sidewalks. Well, okay, okay. Here's the thing, and I'm and I'm sure this is a universal thing. I'm sure it's not just you know re- relegated to my town, but it's like when there's snow. Some people will be courteous and shovel, you know, the sidewalk in front of their house, and then some people won't give a shit. So, so no, so when you're trying to walk on the sidewalk, it's like, all right, I'm walking on the sidewalk, everything's fine. Oh, great, this person didn't shovel theirs. Now we got to go into the street and find more sidewalk to go on. Yeah, I mean, uh, they do a very good job not plowing secondary streets uh, pretty much in all around here, so I, my street went from being, you know, like two and a half cars wide to being one car wide, so you can't exactly park or walk anywhere uh, at the moment, but no, it's not It's not like a great walkable town. Like, I can get to, like, one of the two kind of downtownish areas, and then the sidewalks just disappear. <laughs> like, hey, you want to walk somewhere else? Wrong! <laughs> Is Waylon a big town? No. I mean, it's, I don't know how many miles it is top to bottom, but it's not that big. It probably takes me 15 minutes to get from, it would probably take you 15 to 20 minutes to get from the southest to the northest point. Mm. And that's because of traffic lights and all that fun stuff. It's maybe like 14,000 people. 
maybe I'm just really a slow walker, but it takes me an average 15 minutes to walk a mile. And from that's not right. From from my house to the high school, because I used to walk home from school, um, is about a mile. So, and that's just like a small area of Dan- yeah. Danvers. So it's, I'd say my town is kind of big. I don't. Know, I mean, uh, I can walk to the high school because it's you know five seconds that way. Yeah. You can't see what direction I'm pointing. It doesn't really matter because that's how close I am to the high school. But. Uh... I will, I will, ju- I will just believe that you're pointing in the general direction that it's in. Oh, I tricked you! I'm pointing at the swamp in my backyard. <laughs> no, oh, burned or oh, I don't even know what else that would be besides a burn, but it's not burned. Oh dear. Nah, man. Like I'm like, oh, I guess I could then. What's after the high school? I could walk to the package store, aka liquor store for people not from Massachusetts. Uh... And then after that, I can walk a mile and a half to the place that used to be a deli, but's now a person's house. <laughs> and after that, it's probably another half mile until I get to the villa where they have a magician. <laughs> oh God, I wanted to talk about this. <laughs> okay, so it's it's like whenever you're watching TV, like you'll see commercials that are national, like you know everyone sees. But then there's always like the more public sort of like local commercials and. The stuff that I usually see is like relegated to the North Shore area where I live. So, take it to my surprise when I'm watching TV, which itself is rare. Uh, I don't really watch TV much anymore, but I usually put it on when I'm cooking dinner because the kitchen's right next to the living room. But uh, mm-hmm. <clears throat> the point is, is that there was a commercial for this restaurant called The Villa, and you know it's like this. I don't know, Italian place or something like that. But, yeah, yeah come, come to my surprise to find out that uh, it's in Wayland, which is where you... It's in Wayland! <laughs> which is, yeah, which is where you live. And I and it was like, as soon as I was done making dinner and, and such, I ran up on my computer and you were on, and I was like, Rich, tell me about the villa. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to tell, tell uh, do you want to say what I told you, or do, or do I step in? <laughs> I, I, I will start it off and you may finish it when okay. you, okay, I was like, Rich, tell me about the villa. And you're like, well, there's not much I can tell. You know, it's, uh, it's, it's all right. I mean, there's a, there's a magician. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wait a minute. What? You don't have a magician at your local <laughs> Italian eatery? No. And believe me, there is like about... 500 Italian eateries in Danvers. Like, there's, like, Salmon Joe's. There's, like, Calitri's. Hold on. Let's stop with the first one here. Salmon Joe's? Yes. None of the, Neither of those words makes me think Italian. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you could eat salmon in Italy. I don't know. You can probably catch them in the Mediterranean. I haven't done too much fishing off the coast of Italy, but... Joe? I mean, is it Joe Pesci? Like... You're just going to have to take my word for it. I, I'm taking it. I'm trying. Oh, yeah, you don't have, like, I can't believe you don't have magicians. You don't have, like, the magician doesn't make balloon animals. Like No, I thought that was relegated to clowns. So did I, but apparently you can branch out, or sometimes you have to, when you're a magician in a restaurant. 
Now, now this magician is he re- is he like only at the villa, or can you like get him for birthday parties and such? I'm pretty sure you can get him for birthday parties or whatever. I think he's from, I think he's based in Framingham, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, I I feel like it used to just be on Sundays, but it was because I, I feel like that's the day we usually went to the villa, but we actually went on Fridays a lot because it was fish fries and growing up Catholic and Lent and all that crap and. Well, I mean, the Lent part only mattered once we stopped observing the eating meat on Friday thing. <laughs> and even then, we'd forget half the time. But uh, he always seemed to be there whenever I was there. Well, so, when was the last time you were there? Okay, well, the last time I was there, and the last several times I've been there and eaten, I haven't seen him. Well, actually, no, wait. My mom and I went a month or two ago, and I think he was there, but he didn't come to our table, you know, because I feel like he generally aims more towards, like, tables that have, like, a kid or several. Right. Now, now what, what kind of tricks does he do? Uh, let me see what I can remember off the top of my head. He does, like, he do some things like disappearing, like, watches and coins, like, a lot of sleight of hand stuff. Right. Um, and I think a lot of that, because he, he's, he's pretty minimal on the props, like, he'll take what he, like, uses people's rings and coins and stuff. Uh, but he, or, like, he'd knock, um, knock coins through bottles and that kind of stuff. Uh, and then at the end of it, he's like, now what kind of balloon thing would you like? And he can say, like, whatever. He's like, I can make flowers. He starts naming all these, like, and he's got a little bit of a, you know, the, you know, Rhotic accent we have, you know, people around here have sometimes. It's like, would you like make, make some flowers? I could uh, make you a tiger, a cheetah, a cheater. And it's like, wait a minute, did you say a cheetah and a cheater? No, yeah, one of those. <laughs> no. Now here's what. Well, here's what. Here's what I want to know. If, yeah. if he comes around to all the tables, do you have to tip him? You know, I was thinking about this. We talked about this. I don't think we've ever tipped him. I think we always just kind of assumed he was getting, like, decent bank from the villa. But, you know, in retrospect, if he was then, he probably isn't now. Yeah. Although they have commercials now, so I don't know. I mean... <laughs> yeah, but when I was watching the commercial, it's not like they said, come on, come on down, we got fresh salad, great meats, uh, the best, uh, you know, and a magician. We never have to say, and the magician, I think the Futurama episode where they uh, find the lost city of Atlanta... And, like, Donovan's like, and then all the great luminaries of Atlanta left. Ted Turner, Jeff Foxworthy, the magician. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, Hank Aaron, the magician. There, yeah. I knew there were four of them. They have several things in Atlanta. Two of them being Ted Turner and Jeff Foxworthy. Um... I'm trying to think. When was the last time I heard a new You Might Be a Redneck If joke? Mm, I don't think they've ever had new ones. I'll, all I know is I never want to hear another one. Well, like, I have family, you know, I some of my family's from upstate New York, and that's kind of the same thing as, you know, the South in yeah. some ways. Well, that's, well, that's kind of like around here. We call New Hampshire the South of the North. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man, so one time I was visiting my friend in New Hampshire. <laughs> we were leaving this like some supermarket. I don't know what the hell it was, and uh, we we're just like kind of walking, you know, through the parking lot. It's not that big. There, you know, there are a fair number of cars, and you know, like an aisle or two over, it's a black guy just kind of, you know, like walking towards his car too. My friend goes, "Whoa!" I'm like what? He's like, "It's the black guy." I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, he's like, "There's one black guy in town, and there he is." I was like, you know, I feel like this is terrible. I like. <laughs> You know, at the time, I wasn't thinking, like, oh, this is, you know, like, this is, you know, strange. I guess he's just not used to seeing people of not very white skin. But 
I don't know. Do you, like, I, you know, you think that black guy goes around like something? Oh man, if only there was another black guy. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he probably doesn't care because he's living by himself in this Bodunk town in New Hampshire. All, all I know is that. Uh, Where do I don't know. what? Maybe I was gonna say. Maybe he's got a wife, and she's probably white. <laughs> if he's living in that town, because you think that otherwise they go. There's the black couple. You know, like just says the black guy. <laughs> Oh, like, does he work at the hip hop store? Like, does he, you know, like, see, have rims? Like, how, how more racist can I feel? If, if, if he worked at a hip hop store in New Hampshire, I doubt he gets much business. No, I. Well, I, are are juggalos big in New Hampshire at all? I don't know. I I don't know, and I don't want to know. You, you don't you don't see juggalos like you don't get juggalos in your uh, in the supermarket sometimes. No, I've I I have never seen one in real life. Really? Yeah. Oh man! I, I mean, I wasn't ever a juggalo, but you know, like I, in some of my high school days, I was definitely a little gothic, and uh, or what we thought was goth. And there was, and you know, like between the mall, like the movie theaters and stuff, you'd see some juggalos. And oh man, I always thought I took it too far. The one time I wore like black lipstick. Oh. But, you know, like, yeah, you know, because, like, we're, like, a bunch of us were going, like, some kind of goth club and shit. We're like, oh, this is what cool people do, and we're wearing trench coats, and, you know, like, I've got, like, my leather, you know, like, fucking pants, because I used to have leather pants. Like, fortunately, they don't fit me, but, uh... There, there, look, there's only two people who should be wearing leather pants. Rock, <laughs> rock stars and people who do S&M. Hold on, I can add a third category to that. People who ride motorcycles. But I'm well, still well, one of those three things. That so. People who ride motorcycles usually do go to S&M clubs or do rock band. Look, I have been in bands. I might be in one again. I think I can hang on to these pants. Uh, oh, Maybe. oh, are we talking about an all-bases covered reunion? No, oh, God, no. <laughs> I mean, I could probably take Jonah's drums because they're still in his basement. He hasn't played them in about eight years. But uh, I did... I did uh, play a little with uh, my old guitarist, uh, Mike, when I went to see him for his engagement party a couple months ago. And, of course, we're both sitting there like, all right, let's play some music. And, okay, let's play those songs we covered in high school. So just immediately he starts playing, you know, like, Crazy Train, and I'm like, crap. <laughs> and, of course, it takes about half a second for the muscle memory to kick in. You know, I'm like, oh, I still remember this whole damn song. One step forward, two steps back. Yeah. No, I mean, I guess I'm a little better now, but, you know, I'm still like, you know, I'm like, oh, I better sing along, too, if I'm just playing it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Crazy train. I'm like, you know, it's, I, you know I'm not going to give away the real golden tones here for free. Yeah. But uh, let's say I definitely, definitely have gotten better at my fake Ozzy Osbourne uh, sounding voice <laughs> over the past eight or so years. You mean singing or just rambling? Uh, both, really. I mean, I have my own Ozzy Osbourne already in uh, my buddy Nick. <laughs> so he's just like, uh, or alternately, he'll just stare off into space for, you know, five minutes, and you'll talk to him and he won't hear you. So it's kind of functions the same. That almost sounded like a drunk Triple H. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I guess it kind of is. I only have so many uh, vaguely British, vaguely guy from New Hampshire who tends to be from maybe Connecticut. I, I don't remember what the whole Helmsley deal was exactly. He was a blue blood from Greenwich, Connecticut. Right, yeah. So it was him and, like, with Leona, Leona Helmsley, whatever the hell her name was, who gave all her money to the dog when she died. So, um, yeah. But I feel like he's still, like, 
when he you know dressed up in all his regal shit, I feel like uh, not William Regal or Stephen Regal. But when he dressed up in his regal shit, I feel like he was still kind of talking like, no, 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 I maybe have an accent. I am the game. I, he was he wasn't anything. Oh man, I swear, I I don't have it anymore. But I used to have a uh, an old WWF magazine that had uh, Triple H when it was Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and he's having like a I think it was I think it was Kamala, and he's like having like a lunch party or like a. Tea party. <laughs> And, la- and he's, like, trying to, like, teach him manners and stuff. And it's just like, what is this? <laughs> and I was just like, only WWF the magazine, you know? Like... My, my favorite thing was uh, the very first uh, wrestling pay-per-view that I ever was, like, allowed to buy. Like, my like I begged my parents to let me, you know. <laughs> oh, for years, yeah, yeah. Yeah, And they're like, okay, fine. And the first wrestling pay-per-view I ever saw, which was arguably one of the worst. Oh, God. Just me. no. <laughs> King of the Ring, 1995. Oh, oh man. But I remember the commercial for it so vividly because, like, it had Jerry the King Lawler at this, like, round table with, like, all these famous kings around him. Yeah. Such illustrious kings as King Tut, which was just a guy, like, wrapped up like a mummy, and uh, <laughs> Elvis. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it's glad to see they haven't moved too far away from, uh... Their roots of ridiculousness. Yeah. At least, I guess I haven't watched in several months, so I don't really know. But so yeah, I, that that was the first pay per view I ever watched. I got to see Mabel crowned King of the Ring. I was gonna say. Now I'm trying to remember. Uh, did Jeff Jarrett fight like the Undertaker or something? I'm trying to. I'm I'm starting to blank a little on some of these. It's been too many years since I did wrestling trivia. No, he uh, not on that show. The Undertaker actually fought. Uh, uh, I think he fought Kama, actually. Huh. I'd have to look that up. Er, you think I'd remember, because I... When, <laughs> I was gonna say, well, like... Well, when The Undertaker lost... Because, like, I was such a huge Undertaker fan, and when he... when he Like, I wanted him to win the King of the Ring so bad, and then when he lost, I was just, like, so depressed. <laughs> Didn't, like, Savio Vega do well? <laughs> Yeah, it, it was <laughs> M- M- <laughs> Mabel defeated Savio Vega in the finals. Oh my god. How is that, like, what an awful pay-per-view. I, I mean, it probably was only like 25 or 30 bucks at the time, maybe? I don't know. But Okay, I, I looked it up. Shawn Michaels is the one who fought Kama, but <sighs> it was Mabel who defeated The oh, Undertaker. Oh, that must have been like the worst match. <laughs> like, did Mabel ever move okay? Like, I just remember him being Viscera, and I feel like he was the same goddamn size the whole time. Yeah, I think he stayed the same size pretty much his whole career. Did, I, I vaguely remember that now. I, this may be apocryphal, but I think this happened. The Acolytes once got the tag titles because Mabel, like, did, like, the sit-out, like, kind of bomb thing he would do sometimes on a dude and, like, broke the dude's, like, chest. And they couldn't wrestle anymore, so then the Acolytes had to win the tag belts and drop them on, like, Raw or something. Like, they want them, like, a Saturday night, you know, in your house or whatever. Shotgun Saturday night? Shotgun Saturday, yeah, or something, yeah. Something, like, they want them in some, not like a, not a house show, but, you know, basically a house show, because no one ever sees that damn stuff. I won't doubt it, I just don't remember it. Ah, uh, you know, I... I don't really feel like looking that up right now, because that's kind of a little too nerdy, maybe. Yeah. Oh goodness! Um, so I'm I'm seeing we're we're uh, 
we're getting uh, a little bit uh, past five here. Did you? Uh, do you need to start wrapping things up? Do you want to like move towards the finale? Well, speaking of wrapping things up. Oh, uh, did someone say that on purpose? <laughs> I'm trying to do a segue here. <laughs> what do you? What, what does one normally rap? You ask yourself. Well, you could rap some lyrics, or you could rap some presents. Wicky, wicky. Uh, oh, what? Presents? But it's not Christmas, Trav. <laughs> it was two months ago when we first decided we were going to do a podcast. <laughs> oh, boy. So, we decided that we were going to give each other Christmas presents, and then we were going to open said presents during our first podcast, which we had planned to do like a week before Christmas. <laughs> and then, meanwhile, oh. fast forward to two months and we still haven't opened our presents and we're now just getting around to filming the first episode of our podcast and hopefully not the last episode. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think the most impressive thing is that because we're both no longer eight, excuse me, we're both no longer eight years old, we managed to not open our presents ahead of time. Yeah. And it's too bad because I like I've been like really excited for you to open your present, and like I got I would get less excited because I forget we hadn't opened them yet. Yeah. And you'd be like, "Oh man, some of these days we're gonna record that podcast and open the presents." <laughs> I'd be like, "Oh." If 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 I didn't want to just like tear into this thing for the past two months, I would have been like, "You know what? Let's keep the audience in suspense. Let's never open these presents until like five years later." <laughs> <laughs> well, like I'm like. You're just gonna, like by then you'll own whatever it is, or like it won't be relevant anymore. Yeah. You know? Well, but before we before we tear into these bad boys, I actually wanted to sort of set the mood a little bit by saying that uh, you know we've been friends for a, a few years now and whatnot, and we've we've actually <laughs> like, like eleven years at this point. It's crazy. I just re- realized that. Yeah. I, think I was fifteen and you were fourteen. And uh, <laughs> we we've sent each other a few things. Like we trade music back and forth every now and then. We. Uh, give for educational purposes only for 24 hour test period yes <laughs> L- legally I, well but still but still at that point we you know we sent each other cds like i accidentally bought two copies of this one or you bought two copies of that yeah it's like this guy will listen to it maybe yeah why not and uh one <laughs> a couple of years ago for my birthday you sent me uh a can of waf- waffle mix <laughs> Waffle Boy. <laughs> With Waffle Boy. Would you like to explain Waffle Boy? Poor kid. All right, I'm trying to remember what the brand is. I worked at a kitchen I worked in a kitchen store. I've worked in a lot of retail situations over the years because I can't get a real job and I don't try hard enough, I guess. I don't know. But uh, so I had this product, uh, one of several waffle like malt mixes, and there's this kid on the front of it. And he just He's holding a piece of waffle, and he just, it looks, it's terrible. He's got, like, a, you know, red bow tie. He's got, like, a little, uh, like, kind of navy blue blazer on. Like, some, this poor kid got dressed up like this. Thought he was going to get to enjoy this waffle, and he gets, he gets caught, like, what is that, the surprise hamster or gopher or whatever the hell? That, <laughs> kind of, like, they kind of catch a kid like that. He's like, <laughs> and he's holding half the waffle, like, barely in his hand. And we always wondered what the hell happened to this kid, because you think that's, that's the start of a real career there. So, lo and behold, it turns out he was living in our crawl space. <laughs> well, not really, but that's the story we gave. Because you'd hear, like, mice and, or rats and shit up there. Because we were next to some gross restaurants. Like, we used to, like, there was a Johnny Rockets, you know, like, around the corner. And that was just a grease haven. So you just see, you know, like, hear the <laughs> scurrying of feet around. Like, Waffle Boy! 
I just, I just love, I just love the picture on the can of him dressed up all nice. He's, he's kind of looking off to the side. He's not really like looking at you. He's, he's, he's like looking off to the side, and he's just holding this waffle in his hand, like up, like he's proud of it. He's just got this goofy look on his face. And he had no, you know, he has no idea what's going on. Yeah. And don't try Googling Waffle Boy, because you won't find it. I, I I should take a picture of Waffle Boy, and I'll I'll put it up on the uh, website that I'm actually creating for this podcast. Say what? Yeah. Although if you scroll down far enough, you will find pornography. Like <laughs> any other search uh, on the internet. I do not want to look up Waffle Boy porn. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I don't think... No, I don't think that's a good idea for anyone. So anyways, um... <laughs> try to segue out of this one. Yeah. Um, oh my god, for real. Uh, don't don't image search Waffle Boy with your safe search off and scroll down past, like, page 7. <laughs> you heard it here. No, wait a minute, wait a minute. Oh god, stop it like page 5. <laughs> this isn't stuff you want to see. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> no, but anyways, as a precursor to uh, these presents that we will open momentarily. If this was like a video podcast, there would be like a countdown clock going on right now. Yeah. Um, Keep resetting though. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, fuck, hold on to me. Yeah, exactly. But uh, you, uh, you sent me a gift uh, that was a, a spatula yeah. in the yeah. shape of Darth Vader's helmet. Well, yeah. <laughs> what the hell else would your spatula be shaped like? A stormtrooper? Because I have those two. Well, now for the low, low price of nine ninety nine. If I tried to flip a pancake with a stormtrooper helmet-shaped spatula, I think I would miss every time. <laughs> oh! Oh, I got a sound effect for that one. Uh, I am trying to figure out how I can like do sound effects while we're talking and such. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, you probably uh. I don't know. You're gonna figure that out in post. <laughs> yeah, th- there is there is some editing that I'll do in post and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I don't know. I just had this funny idea that like using the Darth Vader spatula to flip like pancakes made with the Waffle Boy mix because you can make pancakes. You don't have to make waffles. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's it's just a malted mix. Yeah. Yeah. All I could think about was Darth Vader going Waffle Boy. <laughs> I am your father. <laughs> I think he'd believe it. Who do you think he's staring at off the side? He's like, why is that guy in that tall black helmet and cape in this, you know, in this house? He thought it was Santa Claus. It turned out to be his dad. Who turned out to be Darth Vader. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, enough jibber-jabbering. I think it's time we open these bad boys up. All right. We're both opening at the same time. We're just going to scroll like, oh! Yeah, might as well. I mean, yours might be easier to open than mine, but, uh... You got a little more. Let me get this close. <laughs> Almost get tearing sound effects. Ah! You, you... Dude, not only is this in an envelope, it's in wrapping paper in an envelope. <laughs> oh, I'm glad... I thought you were... I thought you had already opened the envelope. Oh, God, no. I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Do not open till podcast. Someone would have torn this open. Like... <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? Oh shit. Oh shit. Okay. Trav, are you still in there? I'm still opening it. 
<laughs> you wrapped this thing so good. Uh, thank you. I did work with uh, cardboard boxes for about three years of my life. Oh my god, what the hell? Mm -hmm. A novel approach to cinema. It's a, it's a novel adaptation of They Live. Not, it's not even a novel adaptation. Oh, is this the book that the movie's based on? No, this dude, this uh, the guy actually is like a literary author, and he um, it, like, I think he's the first like it's the first time someone has like deconstructed They Live in like a literary way. I, I'm not I'm not sure if I'm sh if I should be taking this book seriously or if it's like supposed to be sarcastic humor. I, I think it's a little of both. I only read a little bit because I was standing there in Barnes and Noble, like, oh. Ah! And, somebody, and I definitely had people looking at me. Uh, but Now tell everyone what I got you. <laughs> Scooby-Doo Snack Tracks, the <laughs> ultimate collection. Yes. Which includes not one, not two, not three, not four, but five different Scooby-Doo title theme songs. And it also has some of the background music that they used to play when they were running through the hallways. Dude, this is pretty merry sunlight. I didn't realize some of these were like, Dave, there's a Davy Jones song on here. Oh my god. They even have some original songs, like one of the last few tracks. It's just like, Sc Scooby-Doo rapping. Are you serious? Yes. Is that... I was wondering, because I'm like, looking at some of these names, I'm like, you know, a lot of these I can kind of remember the words from, but like, me in my shadow, maybe Scooby-Doo's mystery mix, just, I don't even want to know what's happening there. Wait, I do, and I'm going to find out very soon. I, 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 I mean, I, I know you love Scooby-Doo and such, and... Soing Scoob! <laughs> I got to tell you the story about how this CD came to be. Okay, okay I want... I went with a friend, like, mid-December up to New Hampshire uh, to, <laughs> to uh, a record store. Like, he goes up there a lot of times to get, you know, CDs and such because, you know, it's cheaper up there and whatnot. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I'm in there. He's looking around at the new CD section, and I'm just browsing it, and I see this. I see that CD, and I'm like, oh, man, that... That, that'd be awesome, and then, like, I opened it up, and there wasn't a CD in there, and I was like, what? What the hell? So I was just like, wow, guess that's not happening. That must be a, that must be a mistake. So then we get in the car, and we drive to another place. We drive to Newberry Comics. The place that we were at first time, I think, is Bull Moose Records or something. I don't know. It's like an independent, you know, little store. So we're at Newberry Comics, and my friend's looking around again, and I'm just sort of looking, and I, me I mentioned this to him. I'm like, yeah, I wanted to get this Scooby-Doo CD for my friend, but uh, there wasn't a CD in there. I don't know, and, I, and he's like, oh, that's just the way they do things. You bring the CD up to them, and then they give you the actual CD out of, like, a, a, fi a filing drawer. And I was like, I was like, ah, oh, god damn it. And so, like, I, I look up on, I look up on uh, Amazon.com, like I said, because I have my smartphone with me, and I'm, like, looking it up, and I'm, like, seeing what the selling price is for this. 60 cents. Like. No! I go, <laughs> I, I go on Amazon.com, and literally, the, like, the, the least amount of money you can buy this CD for is, like, 30 bucks. What? And the place that we were just at was selling it for, like, $5. Oh my god! And I, I, I grab my friend, and I'm just like, "We, you have to take me back to that store now." 
So we hop, we he buys his CD. We hop in the car. We drive back to the place before they close. And I'm like, I'm like, I gr- I quickly grab it, and I'm like, I need this CD now. <laughs> <laughs> the guy behind the counter is just like, what the hell? Yeah, it's like, like you need to calm down. Stop eating so many Scooby snacks, sir. <laughs> I, I kind of felt like buying another. It's like one of those things where, like, if you buy an embarrassing purchase. You like you need to buy something cool off. <laughs> yeah. Like, like so I was just like, should I buy another C D to like sort of like weigh it out or something? It's like, it's like a metal you know, like something really metal, you know? Yeah. Like, oh god. But I was like, eh, there's not enough time. So I just like so I grab it, I'm just like, I want this. And the guy's just buying the cabinet. I was like, Alright. So he just like goes over to this filing cabinet, takes it out, puts it puts the C D in the case, he's like, that'll be five bucks. I hand them five a five dollar bill, and of course there's like no tax in New Hampshire. It's beautiful, yeah. Yeah, and I just hand him the five bucks. He gives me the CD and my receipt, and I leave. And I was just like, "Yep, that's done." Yeah. <laughs> you better move over. You better watch out. A new name is coming to holler about. We're telling you. Remember?